This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Mindsetters, welcome back to another amazing episode. Just finished up interviewing Krista Dan, a phenomenal public speaker and coach who has also built his career originally as a real estate broker. So a lot of things, a lot of experiences that he's had really relate to the things that we deal with as investors. And it's just a phenomenal conversation, really diving into some of the the most important mindset tips and tactics that can really make a difference. You know, we dive into a step-by-step process that he goes through with his clients to understand how we're going to be able to move people forward. And just as a good reminder to understand how important it is to identify some of those limiting beliefs that we have, how we can clear those, move those out of the way so that we can really move forward. There's a ton of other great stuff. We get into habits and rituals. We talk about how his one of his biggest limitations or challenges in life ended up being one of the things that drove him forward. And I want to underline for everybody, that's one of the things that that big leaders and phenomenal uh, successful people do is they change the way they look at challenges into actually being opportunities. So we're going to get a little bit into that. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. And if you like it, I want to encourage you to please share this with a friend. We want to make a big impact. We want to reach a lot of people. And it's one of the greatest compliments that you can give to us is to share that with somebody else. Help someone else overcome some of the challenges that they're dealing with in their life and to just be stronger. We're all on a path to growth and that growth really propels us all forward to make a big impact and to make a lot of money and to go hand in hand. We can really do great things and I want to thank you for that. If you love what we're doing, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast app on on YouTube or wherever you're listening to us and go and drop a five-star review on iTunes if you so uh, feel motivated to. It would really help us And we are doing our best to deliver amazing content. So we love to hear any feedback from you. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am excited. I have uh, Chris Dadian in the studio. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing phenomenal, brother. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And I'm excited for this conversation because Chris is a professional speaker and peak performance expert who helps entrepreneurs, leaders, and employees alike manage stress, increase productivity, and have even more energy. And he's developed this entrepreneurial skill during his five years that he built and ran his real estate brokerage. And I'm, I'm jazzed to jump into some of the, the knowledge that you have and, and what, you, uh, what you do with your clients. You ready to get started? Yes, sir. Let's do this, Stephen. All right. So if we're going to start by taking a look back earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Very good question. And honestly, it's, it's very clear cut for me that that answer is definitely my dyslexia. So at the age of eight, I was diagnosed with dyslexia 
went through the education system uh, trying to deal with this learning disability and learn how to learn, to be quite honest. And that really shaped who I am today. And there's definitely layers to that and processes how I experienced that, how I was comfortable with dyslexia in the beginning. I really wasn't, did not know much about it. All I understood that is I was going to a special school, losing my friends from the previous school. So as a kid, it's a bit more difficult than graduating high school, going into the workforce I had this mindset of, oh, I don't want people to know that I'm dyslexic because I didn't want them to think I was lesser than them or uh, any type of negative uh, connotation that goes with it. And now, literally, it's the reason that I do what I do, which is to serve others and talk about learning disabilities and how to become really the high, the high form peak individual that you can become in every aspect of your life. So, yeah, that's essentially the, the starting point for me. So that's a really, that's a really big point here. Um, it sounds like this is something that you dealt with when you're a kid and we all have things, right? We all have challenges in your life, things that really can hold us back, but it sounds like you've reframed that. Tell me at what point in your life did you realize that this was actually an asset to you? Something that is really going to be able to work for you instead of something that's going to be an anchor and hold you back. So that is spot on. And to be quite honest, like the, that process had started several years before I got into entrepreneurship, but the main thing that really kicked it off for me was in the beginning 2017, I got invited to do a keynote presentation as a dyslexic, how I was with uh, the education system as a dyslexic and how I was succeeding as a real estate broker with dyslexia. And you guys know in real estate, there's a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of reading and writing involved. And that's what I was doing with my brokerage company. And people are like, yo, that's amazing. How are you doing it? So when they invited me to do this speech, this was the first time I actually said in an open public space that I am dyslexic and I'm proud of it. So I'm really pinpointing it to that specific moment when I came out and I said it to everybody. The process had started several years before that as I failed and I continued and I succeeded and I failed and I continued to just scaled, you know, amazing over amazingness. So my confidence grew as a human being. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I was able to see that really my dyslexia is nothing else than just a different form of learning. I just had to learn how do I learn? How do I consume my information? And once I got that down, then I was just the floodgates open and information just started coming in and really in a positive way for me. It's such a good reminder for all the listeners here and and for for both of us, just the power of being able to be authentic to yourself and not feeling like you need to hold something back because it's such a true feeling that people have this fear of like, if people find out who I am or what I've got going, then maybe they're not going to like me. Maybe they're not going to appreciate me or maybe this isn't going to really work in my favor. And as soon as you opened yourself up and said, you know what? this is who I am. I'm going to start loving myself for that. It ended up really opening up all these opportunities for you, which, which have now come down your way. Steven, like you hit it spot on my brother. Honestly, I always say vulnerability always wins because you're authentic to yourself. And oddly enough, that exact moment that I was talking to you about that speech, uh, the person that invited me to do that was actually 
speech therapist that used to follow me in high school. And when she invited me the same evening, she sent me an email and in the subject letter, it said, Chris, I don't think you should do this, uh, the speech because there's still a lot of people that have a bad misconception about dyslexia and you're new in the entrepreneurial field. I don't want you to lose certain potential clients. And when I read that email, I knew she was coming from a place of uh, love. She was coming to protect me. And I wrote to her, I'm like, listen, I actually think I should do this speech because if I'm not doing it, I'm not helping the kids that are on the school benches right now, the next generation and my future kids because we know this is something hereditary. So once you step into your real light, into your real being, like you said, the universe opens up to you in ways that you can't even imagine. It's a dangerous place, really, uh, for kids to start having these beliefs that they're not good enough or, mm-hmm. or that they can't learn or they can't, they can't think the same way that everyone else. I know myself, I've never really talked about this, but they tried putting me in special classes and my mom refused to allow it. But I, I, didn't have, I wasn't at a point where I couldn't learn, but there was things that were going on diagnosed with ADD, a number of other things, which I don't really, I got to reject the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older and I understand a little bit more about how these things work. But there's something that happens when people kind of go into uh, that place and they start believing that maybe they can't learn or yeah. maybe they, they, they have to have somebody else help them or they have to do this. And so I'm grateful that she protected me from going into that space. My life probably would have been easier if I could have kept the same belief that I can learn and still had the help because later in life, I ended up you know, accepting it and got kind of the assistance that I needed to really learn how I learned. And by you going out and speaking and being able to share your story to these kids, you get to be that person who they look up to and say, Hey, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And honestly, that's all people really need. They need that opportunity to be able to, to look up to somebody who's, who's been where they're at, but is gone much farther than where they think they can go. 100%. And to be quite honest, we mentioned over here for the kids, which is a huge aspect, but it's not only for the kids, it's every single human being, adult or not. What we're talking about here is one of the main things that I work with with my coaching clients right off the bat. It's their limited beliefs. So it really boils down to what is your belief with every single situation. And whatever your belief is, is your belief. So it would be 100% right for you, even though that is not reality or it is reality, but it's actually your reality because you're believing in that. So in that example that you said, Stephen, about you in the beginning, you didn't know what it was and you were kind of repressing that uh, diagnosis of ADHD or ADD, sorry, you mentioned. Afterwards, when you got older, you realized, okay, wait a minute, this is just a different form of learning and you just got the, the help that you needed and that made you flourish. So that's the aspect in itself. It's really understanding what are your beliefs, understanding is that good, is this uh, a belief that's empowering me or disempowering me? And then from there, you kind of take the help or the uh, the things around you to really help you out to succeed. So kudos well, on I that. Think, I think it's like my superpower and it sounds like it's been yours as well. When, when you have something like this and you're able to hyper-focus and really dive in deep to something, that's something a lot of folks can't do. Uh, but you just have to learn where your limitations are and yeah. how you can really skirt around them. So, so I know we've been diving deep into something that you're super passionate about, but why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit more about what your primary focus is? What is it that you do? What's your craft these days? 
So essentially my, my thing is I'm a professional speaker. So I go all around the world to speak uh, in companies, in schools, universities, even cruise lines and all that stuff. So my main thing is really speaking. Obviously it is interlinked with coaching a lot because every single time I go on stage or I meet somebody, people that resonate with my message and want to get more of the structure that I deliver, they start working with me as coaching. So most of my work is in those two aspects, coaching and speaking and that's essentially what it is so i work with awesome entrepreneurs all around the world on really how to get them from where they are to where they want to be and not only in their business life but in their personal life as well because i truly believe if you want to show up as a a1 player in your business that starts even before you get in the office it starts of how you wake up what energy you're in, what frequency you're in, what are you doing to take care of your body what are you consuming as a food and that is going to get you to a certain level and if you get to that level and then you start the day like that, it's, it's game over. You don't even need to talk. Like I don't even need to talk about the business side of it. Most of the time, the people do know the business side, which is a strategy side. But like our friend Tony Robbins says, there's so much more than just a strategy. There's just state in the story. So that's the one that I usually work on the most. Like you had mentioned as well, that's the mindset. So before anything else, before the mechanics, the mindset is so important. And there is a way to go about that and to really break that apart and rebuild it in a positive way for every single individual, essentially. Okay. Yeah, there absolutely is. And there's a set formula and there's a lot of different ways to do it. And so when you're working with a client, I'm sure it's custom every time, but can you talk to us a little bit about what that process is for somebody to kind of break down um, and rebuild themselves to having the mindset that they're looking for? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. So like I said, the main thing, it's extremely custom, right? So every single individual is different and that's what I love. So when somebody comes to me and start talking, I'm like, all right, cool. I already start thinking, I'm like, this is what I have to teach them or this is what we have to work on. So it really depends. But if we give like a structure in itself, the first thing I do is I assess the person through tests and disc assessments or whatever productivity tests and just figure out where we're at. So we get a clarity on that. From there, we try to go into, okay, what are your limiting beliefs? So right off the bat, we're checking all the limited beliefs. Once we figure out what the limited beliefs are, we move that aside, we know where we want to go, and then we put a strategic blueprint for them to succeed. And then there's a great accountability that happens between uh, me and my students to get to that point. And then, you know, weekly or monthly or whatever the... Uh, the scenario is we always uh, touch base uh, through uh, Zoom calls or however the, the format is uh, chosen between both of us. But that's essentially the blueprint. But like you said, it is extremely custom per person because I speak to many people in different industries as well. So yeah, it's pretty custom, but that's the, the layout in itself. It's such a good reminder for everyone here that whenever you're going through a challenge or a problem or something in your life, like there is a formula to how do you yes. get out of that? And oh the God. more that you learn about that this, these formulas exist, you know, when I'm working with my clients and, you know, they're just starting out in real estate or maybe they're, they're at a level where they, they want to go to a whole nother level. They're like, oh, I've been doing deals, but I can't seem to, to get it systematized. There's usually yeah. something internal that's blocking them much more yes. than the strategy piece because everyone knows the strategy, everyone knows the tactics, but nobody ever comes being like, you know what? It's actually me. No exactly. one really wants to admit that. But yeah. as soon as you recognize that you can just make some of those changes, it's, it's a huge, huge game changer. So talk to me a little bit about, um, I know that you work uh, with a good friend of mine, Trevor McGregor, and I know yes. that he's been able to make a big impact 
uh, on your life. Talk to me yeah. a little bit about what it's like working with a high level coach and what that's done, how that's impacted your life. So me and Trevor, I've been working together for over man, two or three years, if I'm not mistaken at this point. And to be quite honest, like I'm a coach, but I have eight coaches and mentors on my end as well from my head coach, which I call out like it would be Trevor from my dietitian to my spiritual coach, to my speaking coach, to my storytelling coach, to my real estate business coach I have in every aspect. So I truly believe in it. And I had the opportunity to cross path with Trevor, uh, like I said, a couple of years ago. And from there, our relationship has really flourished in such a beautiful way that now we're partners in certain business ventures together. And we're the same mentality and the same work ethic on so many things. So that's how we have developed this partnership. And our main goal is to really help people such as yourself, such as all your audiences, people that are entrepreneur. And we do have a real estate background. So we love to stay into that environment as well, because I truly believe people that are into the real estate world have a certain mentality and have a certain uh, mindset that goes with it, which is always fun to work with. What I think is so great about real estate investors, and that's probably why I, I love this industry so much, um, is that people are really focused on personal growth. You yes. know, the folks that are listening to this, you know, people are, are jazzed about personal growth. They want to grow. They want to yes. be better. And yes. honestly, the ROI is incredible when That's you great. just get a little bit better in real estate because the amount of money that you can make is through the roof, but the amount of impact that you can make because of that is also through the roof. So tell me, I know earlier in your real estate, in your career, you were focused, you know, just on, on being a real estate broker. Uh, I'm not sure if you're still doing brokerage at all, but tell me a little bit about when you were first beginning, um, the time that you failed and what you had learned from that. I know we were talking a little bit offline about that. So well, I'm definitely going to jump into that. I just want to add a, ca a caveat to what you just said. It's 100% true. That is exactly what I, we love working with real estate investors or anybody that is in the real estate world because they are so developed into self-development. And that was exactly my story. That's how I started working with Trevor. I started working with him because I wanted to become a, a top-notch real estate broker in my industry, which I was already extremely good. I just wanted to go to the next level. And then that speech happened and he watched it and he's like, Chris, you hired me to coach you as a real estate broker. He's like, that's not what we're going to do. Like, we're going to make you into a speaker, which I had no idea what that industry was. I didn't even know if you could make a living out of it. And then from there shifted me towards this industry. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because you don't even know what the ROI is in the reality of your self-development. I had no idea that I was going to go into this coaching and speaking industry. I had no idea about it, but I went so deep into self-development that it brought me to this level and it brought me to this beautiful other side. So I just wanted to add that over there. And I'm going to answer your question on the aspect of how it was in the beginning, of my real estate career. That's what it was. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, so first off, that's so true. You don't really know where you're going to end up, which is yeah. amazing. And so it's fantastic. So re-asking the question, talk to me a little bit about early in your career. We had talked about a failure, a time that you're focused oh, yeah. on too many things and, and oh, yeah. so, coming out of that. So, so yeah, definitely. I, when I started real estate uh, brokerage, uh, I was new in the industry and I really went in because I had this love for real estate. And to be quite honest, the first thing I decided to go in there as well is because there's a high form of wealth creation through real estate. Let's be honest, right? And there's a lot of people that go into it for that, which is good, but it cannot be the only thing. 
if you're looking at it as just making a buck, you're not going to succeed in a highway. I guarantee you that you have to be there looking at what value am I bringing to the marketplace and the people that I'm working with. Once you look at towards a value driven business, then the abundance will follow. So for me in the beginning, I was doing my real estate brokerage and I was starting another company in the States that had to do with real estate investing. I was doing both at the same time. I was new into both things and I was without saying kind of doing both half ass until somebody really clocked me, hit me in the face and be like, yo, Chris, stop doing like both pick one, stick to it and develop that. And that's what I did. So I, I pushed away the real estate investing side on the United States side. And I'm like, let me concentrate on over here. Let me become the best broker I could become. Let me learn what I need to learn with every single nuance of the real estate market. And then let me go forward. And that's exactly what happened. When I pushed that aside, after that, my business blew up and then I was able to go back into other investing opportunities. But before doing that, I had to build this solid foundation before going to the first, second and third floor of my business. So you were trying to learn two things at the same time. You're trying to be great at two things at the same time before you were amazing at either one of them. And you realized it was actually holding you back. Yes. Especially in the beginning. Let me put a caveat on that. So there's a compounding effect like in anything, right? In the beginning, it takes a lot more effort to get that knowledge, to put yourself, uh, to position yourself in that marketplace. So it's so much easier and a lot more efficient if you have this tunnel vision towards that one thing that you're going towards. Once you succeed at that one thing, more opportunities open up. And at that point, you could have several things at the same time, but it's really step-by-step process. So that's what exactly happened with me in the beginning. I'm like, let me concentrate on this. And then as I opened up, because I was succeeding, more opportunities came and then I was able to do several things at the same time. It is such a huge problem for real estate investors and for all the listeners right now. I mean, take this as gospel that you need to, if you're just starting out, or even if you've been doing this for a while, if you're doing more than one thing, you're doing way too many things. Yeah. Two is like the absolute max because you have to build that foundation. I've been doing interviews, um, client interviews to understand what people are dealing with in the real estate investing sector for a project that I'm actually working on with Trevor, uh, a mindset mastermind to help people kind of break through some of the challenges that they're dealing with and really get themselves on the right track so they can take those tactics and put them into action. But one of the biggest things that I realized um, from those conversations, and I kind of had a hypothesis about this because I was in the same boat, is that so many of these people are like, oh, well, I've got one company here and I've got another company here and I've got this partnership over here and I'm doing, uh, I'm doing multifamily and I'm learning yeah. about that. And I'm yeah. learning about single family. Yeah. And frankly, they're not doing a great job at any of them. They're doing like a, they're making some money in each little sector, but if they shut down all of that and just took one of them down, maybe two that were in the same exact space, they would go so much farther faster. But you know, what's the advice that you give to people on how to go about deciding? Because sometimes you're like, well, I've got two really good things going. Like, how do I, how do I put one of them down for a little while to, uh, to really be able to move forward on the other? So that's a great question and it is very specific per person, but the best way I could explain it and I could suggest for your listeners to do and anybody to do is really have a systemized business and a systemized life. So what I mean by that is 
if you have many things going on at the same time, but you're not somebody that's organized with your agenda, you're not somebody that's organized with what time do I need to do for what thing or my productivity or what time do I get up? Then everything is going to be a bit chaotic in your life. You're going to be like a fireman. All you're going to do is put out fires left and right, left and right. At the end of the day, you're going to feel like, oh my God, I did so much because I was busy. But in fact, if you take a step back and you look at it, you were not productive at all. So for people to be efficient at those levels of doing many things at the same time, they have to have this crazy structure in place. Now, what I mean crazy, it's not impossible. It's extremely possible. You have to switch certain things here and there. So the best thing I could tell anybody, even before dropping one thing or another, is really look at how are they structured in their productivity with their time and what are they uh, allowing their time to be filled up with? It's as simple as that. And yes, there has to be some personal uh, time given away, let's say, or has to be some things that you might not want to do, but you're going to have to do. Like, for example, waking up 15 minutes earlier, going to bed a bit earlier so you could have more energy, maybe eating the proper quantity of food with the, with the, the proper nutrients so you can get that energy to do those long days so certain things like that will help you on in the long run so that's what i would literally suggest on that end that's huge that's that's some uh some really big advice there so yeah. we're we're getting near the end of the show here but one thing that i'm really curious about is why you've succeeded in an industry that's pretty challenging when yeah. so many others have failed so talk to me a little bit about that man a great question i mean i would sum it up to one word which is relentless. I just never give up. And that's something that I literally learned from being dyslexic. I understood that, listen, I'm not better than anybody. I'm not smarter than anybody. I'm not prettier than anybody. The only thing is I'll know how to work and work properly. So when a difficulty comes and I quote unquote fail at it, if I just get up and I continue, it's actually not failure. So just always continue for that to happen. You have to pick this one thing and just go with it. So that's what my answer would be. Just, I'm somebody extremely relentless. That would be the main thing. And then after that, I'm extremely great at systemizing my life and my business. So more I systemize it, more I could take a step back out of it. And the business is rolling perfectly because I put systems and structures in place. So that's what would be the answer. Yeah. So many people just have to remember that they have to take control of their own life. They have yeah. to put those habits and rituals in place. Yeah, that's huge. I have a full keynote just on that. The right results to the right rituals. Like people pay me specifically on that. I break it apart A to Z and then we kind of go into that. And yeah, like I said, most of the things go read up all like the successful CEOs, all that happens before 9am. That's where the main rituals happen. And then the last hour of your day, if you control the first hour and the last hour, I guarantee you everything in the middle is going to feel like nothing for you. So how would you define success and what's success to you, Chris? That is a very good question. How do I define success? Somebody has a worthy ideal that they're working towards and they're working towards it every single day and acquiring new knowledge every single day than the previous day. So let me repeat that. Success for me is not a number because I've actually chased that number thing, thinking it was success. I've gotten it and I'm like, this is not success. So success for me is having a worthy ideal, which is a goal, a value, what I want to give back to the society and working towards that goal and value every single day as I'm getting incrementally better throughout time. And those increments could be extremely small, they could be large, but I'm working towards it every single day. So that's what a successful person is for me. And that could be in real estate, that could be your successful mother successful teacher, successful 
you know, person that picks up the garbage, whatever it is, as long as it's your goal, the reason why our creator put you on this planet and you are respecting it by doing that, then you're a success in my eyes. And do you feel successful? Yes. On that end, extremely successful, extremely abundant. I am blessed to have everything that I have. I'm blessed to have the team around me because exactly that. Like I wake up at 4 a.m. every single morning and people ask me, Chris, why do you wake up so early? How do you do it? And I have a very busy lifestyle. And the, the honest answer is everything I do is predicated on my ambitions and goals. My ambitions or goals are so big that they predicate me to do these things. But I wake up with a joy and smile because I know that what I'm doing is to give great value to others and to really put my footprint on this beautiful blue planet we live in. So that makes me wake up with a smile. So definitely. Sounds like you're driven to do some really big, some really great Uh things. Yes, sir. Just the beginning. So tell me, what are some of your keystone habits, the things that you do on a daily basis that help you lead to living a great life? So... Right off the bat, I wake up at 4 a.m. every morning. I meditate anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes in the morning. After that, I have my little thing of, okay, I drink my green tea, getting in that thing. Then I go into my affirmations, the IMs. I read that. I really change my physiology to get ready for that day. I read my yearly goals, and then I sit down, I journal. So then I place my three targets that I want to hit in a day. So only three things I need to do. If I do these three things in a day, I had a successful day. Then I take time to set intention on what are my goals for the activities in my day. So if I have meetings, what are my intentions for that meeting? If I'm working on a client, what is my intention with that client? If I have a podcast with Steven, what is my intention during that 30 minutes I want to spend with him? Once that is done, I'm already helping my reticular activating system, which is a part of my brain, to look for these answers and to guide me towards the right direction. And then once that's done, I'm at the gym at 6 a.m., 6 to 7.30, I'm doing CrossFit, come back, shower, nine o'clock, I'm in the office, usually a bit earlier too, starting coaching clients and all that stuff or other uh, work that I have to do. Sounds like a very specific ritual. And I assume you'd never miss a day? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Do I I not miss a day? I would lie if I say I don't miss a day. We are humans. Our imperfections is our perfection. Um, At that point, probably anywhere between 85 to 95% of the time, I'm exactly there. There are certain times it's a bit more tough. Like this weekend, uh, actually, I flew back in Monday from Vancouver, Canada, and that's West Coast time. I'm in the East Coast of Montreal. I came back and I was three hours difference. I was there for four days for a seminar uh, that I was a part of. That took some time to readjust. I'm not a robot. I can't get back up to the 4 a.m. because that is a three-hour difference. So it's okay. As long as you don't put yourself down and you accept that. It's, these are guidelines. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to go left and right. To sit down and say, this is the exact thing I do 365 days a year, I would lie. But if I'm telling you I'm doing this for 255 days, that is a win, my brother. That is a win. So that's the honest way to look at it. And that's why I talk about my rituals and my, my habits, but I don't try to talk about it too much because for anybody else that's going to listen to this, they're going to be scared if they wake up, like, I don't know, at 10 o'clock. I'm like, this guy's crazy. But it took me years to get to this 4 a.m. waking up. Mm. Literally, it took me years to work it. Okay, what works in my body? What doesn't work? How can I wake up? What alarm clock do I need? This is all things that I tried. My diet, the same thing. My workout, the same thing. The way I learned the same thing 
everything as well. I want to sell them bread there for you. So. <laughs> I, love I love it. This is the stuff I love to talk about. That's why I do the investor mindset. So yeah, keep, keep, keep with all the passion about all that. So what I'm curious about is because some people are going to feel a little bit overwhelmed. You don't have yes. to be there day one. That's, yes. that's critical here. You don't have to be there day one, but you do want to work your way towards there. So yes. I'm curious, and maybe you don't have an answer here, but if you had to, if you were going to miss doing some of these things on your list, what are the most critical things, the ones that you're like, I, I can't, I'm not going to go a day without doing this, or I'm not going to go a day without spending time doing this activity. Is there any on the list that you're like, these are a must? So that is an amazing question. Once again, instead of one or the other, what I have is to, so I structured myself with a two day rule. So if I lose a habit and I don't do it for two days, that's perfectly okay. As long as on the third day, I bring that back because more than that, then I'm creating a bad habit because habits are replaceable. So if you could, if you have a bad habit, you want to take that away, you have to replace it by a good habit. And if you have a good habit, that could be replaced by a bad habit. So example, if imagine I miss meditating two days in a row, the third day I'm like, all right, I got to get this done. So there isn't one specific thing. Obviously my top ones would be working out. Like I have to break a sweat at least once a day. You're definitely seeing it. I'm hyperactive. So I definitely need to get that energy burnt a bit. So that's the way I would look at it in general, the two day rule for me. Such a good reminder for all of us, all of us out there who are, you know, taking strides and no matter where you're at, you just got to commit to something and yes. you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't yes. go into that negative emotional state, but just yes. yourself back up and, and keep doing it. So we've made it to my favorite part of the show, the rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. Okay. What's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now? Man, I, I read probably a book and a half every week and a half, maybe. So I read a lot of books. It really depends on when I read it and what information I need to get. But if I'm going to put like a, the book, number one, my Bible, I would say, would be Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which I'm sure many of your readers, are, uh, readers, your listeners, have already heard of it. And if you haven't, please go ahead and pick that book up. Uh, it's a staple of all self-development books. So yeah, that would be one. And like a bunch of other books. You see all these books back here in, uh, on my uh, on my bookshelf over here. So yeah, all about books, man. That's the best way to get any type of knowledge personally, I believe. Thinking Grow, Think Grow Rich is a phenomenal book. Everyone should yeah. definitely check it out. What are, what are one or two other ones that come to mind? Because, you know, if you're a voracious reader, out of all the books that you're reading on a regular basis, yeah. which ones kind of stick out and say, oh, well, that was, that was actually pretty impactful. Yes. Okay, cool. So that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to rant a couple of them. So uh, Pablo Coelho's Alchemist, that was very interesting because the way that the story was written and Pablo Coelho is a very eloquent uh, writer. So that's amazing. Another one, uh, maybe surprise you guys over here, it's called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Yes, he has that, that book. So Shoe Dog uh, by Phil Knight, the Nike story. He was the co-founder of Nike. I love that book as well because it made you realize what kind of things he had to go through to really develop Nike in the brand that it is today. So that's something I suggest as well. Other than that, some like self-development books, obviously, uh, how to win friends and influence people. That's in top of the list. Seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen F. Covey. That's up there as well. Uh, another one that I just read, which was really amazing was a business Harvard review book. And I actually did a, a YouTube review on it. I have my YouTube channel. I actually review a lot of these books. 
And this book is called uh, Manage Oneself by Peter F. Drucker. This book is literally 50 pages, not more than that. And it structures how to have a successful career as an employee or an entrepreneur. And it is so amazing. In 50 pages, you get the really grunt of everything you need to get. Like I said, I have the book review out on that on my YouTube channel, ChristopherDedan.com. So go check that out. It's definitely a book that I suggest uh, to, to read as well. That's great. We'll have all of these in the show notes at theinvestormindset.com as we always do. And uh, so tell me from an inspiration standpoint, who are some of your mentors and how do you look at going out and finding great mentors or coaches in your life? Okay. Uh, my mentors. I mean, everybody that I listen to is a mentor for me. Everybody that I, I resonate with is a mentor for me. All my coaches that I previously mentioned, those are mentors and coaches. So that's essentially what it is. Now, the second part of the question, which I think is the most valuable, is how do I get them? Honestly, in a crazy way, I let the universe guide them towards me. So what I mean by that, I, I told you in the morning how my rituals are. When I put my rituals and I put my goals, after it's written down, it really isn't up to me how I'm going to get to that goal. The universe kind of has me a way to, to push me and guide me towards the goals that I need to get. So every single coach that I've worked with, organically, it has happened. Every single book that I've picked up, it's been organic. So the best way I could suggest that, kind of let your intuition guide you towards that. Let your intuition listen to the people that you need to listen to. And it's like, oh, you find that person cool? Go, go check them out. And then if you find something else cool that, oh, maybe this workshop is really resonating with me, go ahead, jump on that. If this book is resonating with you, pick it up. Just listen to your intuition. It's crazy how it brings you the right people at the right time in your life. Mm. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful way to think. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So finally, in closing, purpose, what drives you to live your best life every day? <laughs> oh, man. So... For real, the, the two main things that drive me in my life is very simply my goals and ambitions. And we like I have, my goals and ambitions are so big. If I tell my number one fan, which is my mother, only one eighth of the goals and ambitions I have, I think she would think I'm crazy. So that's how big my ambitions are. They scare the shit out of me. One. And second of all is my fears. So every single time I get afraid of something, I jump in it. So I don't use fear as an indicator to stop. I use it as an indicator to go. Now, just to make sure there's a difference between fear and danger. So I just want your listeners to be aware of that. There's a difference there. When I'm talking about fear, I'm talking about imagine you're in the office and you're have an idea and you want to talk about it, but you're like, Oh, wait a minute. What are the people going to think? That's a moment that you jump on it. When there is a pretty individual on the other side of the bar, and you want to go speak to them, you go speak to them. When you have an hesitation to sign up to a program and you're like, oh, I'm not sure, you jump into that program. So that's the fear that drives me and my ambitions. And the main thing out of all of that is because I want to give great value to my tribe and to the people that I work for in every sense of the way. So that's what the answer would be. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. So this has been so much fun. I, uh, I definitely see a round two coming at some point in the future. Uh, yes. I love talking to you. So, Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? So they can go on my website, ChristopherDedan.com. If they ever want to book me for coaching or speaking, uh, all information is over there. On all social media, I'm at ChristopherDedan uh, on that end as well. And you can go check out my YouTube channel. Like I said, I do a bunch of book reviews and uh, vlogs and certain things like that. So it's at ChristopherDedan on YouTube as well. Amazing. Well, this was such a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more. And I look forward to the next time. 
we get to hang out. Yes. Thank you very much, Stephen. It was truly a pleasure. And like you said, it'll be my pleasure to come back for a round two. What an incredible episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed putting it together. And I want to tell you about this incredible program that we're now releasing. We're putting it out live and I want you to be a part of it. If you happen to be a high-level real estate investor who's really pushing things to the next level, who want to get the most out of their business, they want to take consistent action on a regular basis and work from a place of clarity so you actually can end up at the outcome that you originally got into this game for. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I know when I got into real estate investing, I had planned on doing this so that I could get passive cash flow. And I got distracted along the way. And I got distracted with things that were incredible and amazing. And I grew like crazy. But sometimes we got to get back to that core. What are we doing this for and why are we doing this? And there's so many there's so many things that we're learning in every single episode that we need to start applying in our daily basis every single day. So what I've put together and I've brought together an incredible mindset coach who has been doing this for years and years, has 25,000 hours, previously worked with the Tony Robbins organization and many others, and is going to be delivering and training us. He's agreed to do this in a small group setting. Um, so... I know a ton of people are going to be interested and there's very limited spots available. This is not false scarcity. We're only going to take 15 people for the first group. So please make sure you head over to the website, theinvestormindset.com slash action. So you can find out a little bit more and add your name to the wait list so that when we're ready to pull you in, we can start having that conversation and decide if you're a great fit. I know the power of this stuff. I've invested tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars in order to grow myself and my business to the next level. And that's exactly why I'm so grateful that we're going to be bringing this out live and really making a big difference. So join us in this mini mastermind online, this program, and let's help do some incredible things together. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 